To get some insights on the news shaping the markets, for that, we welcome in David Donovan, Executive Vice President and Financial Services Lead at Publicist Sapient. David, good morning to you. So is the rally real? When we get to these levels now, we're getting to the highest point in some time. Um, you start to wonder, is the bottom in? Do you expect more volatility? What's on your mind? So, well, first of all, thank you, Nicole, for having me on. Happy summer. Um, so when I look at the market, uh, I actually try to become a little bit more constructive on what's going on. I mean, the, the market's down 20%. For obvious reasons, we got a lot of headwinds that we're dealing with between inflation, supply chain challenges, you know, uh, oil at historic highs. A lot of it with the with the Ukraine war, but I think it's also a great opportunity to look at companies that have solid fundamentals that you know are are at much more reasonable valuations. I mean, last year we had some um, some overextended valuations. You know, you, you know. Last year, there was a lot of easy money in the in the market uh, between stimulus money, between uh, uh, in the the um, private equity. There was just a lot of money in the in the system, and now with with inflation and with and with a lot of um, people turning bearish, I think I think we the bearish sentiment was at its highest level ever. And then you have money managers who haven't dealt with these types of uh, inflation numbers probably in their career, because this is we're talking about uh, inflation numbers that go back to the 80s. But um, with that said, I also think that's opportunity, right? So uh, it, you saw the banks report their numbers. Uh, what was interesting was is that the net interest margin was higher, and that's going to continue to be higher as, as the Fed continues to raise rates to combat inflation. Investment banking was down because new companies aren't coming public, and you're not seeing uh, that investment banking activity yet. Although I think you'll see it switch to M&A now because now all of a sudden, a lot of these companies that had crazy valuations last year are all of a sudden at much more depressed levels, and so some of the bigger companies might start to look at at some of these high growth companies that maybe just had uh, valuations that were out of whack. But I thought what was interesting is that. The Let me jump in. Let me jump in. Yeah, because um, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you're putting together so many great pieces that I want to just sort of piece it together. The first, you know, sentence was that you said was that you see opportunity. Um, you know, obviously we're going to continue to have this volatility. You were just noting, um, watching the consumer closely. Where, how do you find the opportunity? Where is the opportunity? Is it in equities and bonds, or is it in specific sectors, or is it U.S. versus international? So for me, I think there's there's good opportunity in banks for for some of the uh, for some of the reasons I just explained. I think having a net interest margin tailwind will help banks with a with a revenue stream that's very strong. So I, I like banks here. Uh, I like and you're seeing banks react since since they've had their earnings and and, and investors have had an opportunity to see those numbers. Uh, you've seen banks rally since those numbers have come out, and a lot of it has to do with the strength in the consumer. Uh, the credit quality is still pretty high. I also like uh, select names within technology. Uh, I know you you mentioned some downgrades with Google and Apple, but I, I still feel like those are solid names. I, I call them moat names because their business models are like are like moats. And uh, you know whether the economy is good or bad, Google people are still going to Google. Uh, information, <laughs> for, for lack of a better term. But uh, right. I also yeah, think yeah. the other. Reason 
Yeah, and I think that one key point with uh, with companies like Google, Microsoft, and, and Amazon. In my business, uh, we're a digital consultant, and we're in the business of helping Fortune 500 companies transform their businesses for the future. One of the areas where we're seeing enormous strength is within the infrastructures, in infrastructure space within cloud. So as companies convert their data infrastructure to one single layer, they need to use cloud vendors, and that is you know, that's Google, that's Microsoft, that's Amazon. You saw IBM's numbers the other day. Their cloud infrastructure numbers were extremely strong. I would expect that with those three companies as well. Right, understood. So at this point now, it's so hard to say whether or not inflation has peaked, have we bottomed? Um, will the Fed stop raising rates and actually cut rates next year? Um, if, you, if you had to take some guesses, how would you lay it out and plan out a portfolio based on what? So I would, you would want to diversify risk, obviously, of course. Uh, you'd want to pick companies with good fundamentals, companies that have been in their businesses for a long period of time. Uh, so I certainly, you know, I laid out a scenario where I think you should have some bank exposure because rates are rising. And I think that's good for an interest margin. I like technology because I feel like with all the new emerging technology capability out there, that's only going to help companies unlock enterprise value. So pick some of the, you know, the more mature, good companies that are in the market that, you know, that are underpinned by the, this type of technology. And then, of course, you got to look at oil companies for the obvious reason. Oil has been strong and that's going to contribute to their bottom line, as well as companies that can weather uh, whether it be rising, uh, rising interest rates or even maybe a mild recession. So those would be like the Walmarts, the Johnny and Johnsons, those types of companies. But you know, I think yeah. it's important to diversify. So you had a lot of cloud names that you liked. You mentioned um, some of the names that had gotten some you know, setbacks today, but big picture, you liked um, Amazon, Microsoft, Alphabet, Google, Adobe, and Salesforce. What about other areas like you know, EVs or you mentioned banks as a good one. That's a good old school play. Is there anything that we're leaving out here? Um, as for, you know, first of all, staples, consumer staples versus consumer discretionary. I mean, there's a lot going on here. Healthcare, energy. Yes, for, by all means. You know, I think that you know. I mentioned Walmart. I think that's a bellwether name in, in, a, in an environment like this. Uh, EVs that you mentioned. Uh, I'm a firm believer in EVs. I think that. Uh, you're seeing a, a big vote coming up around around deploying capital at the government level to build uh, chip factories here in the United States. I think that's imperative that that passes. I think we, I think uh, the Commerce Secretary has been on on uh, TV networks quite a bit in, in talking about that, how that's going to be right, on, that's going to be on the president's desk. That's imperative that we invest in in chip uh, factories because. Chips are going to power everything that we do, regardless of, of industry. It doesn't matter whether you're in healthcare, whether you're in banking, whether you're in autos, uh, energy, whatever. You, you know, chips are, are, are the new energy source. And so it's important that we invest in, 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 those, uh, right. in those endeavors. David, it's good to see you. Thank you so much for coming on with us today. Appreciate it. David Donovan. It's great to see you. Take care, Nicole.